When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode 43. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I got it You did it Just about <laughs> And uh, book 39 Yes indeed And it is Secret <gasps> Admirer Ooh. And it's pretty good It actually is yeah, yeah it's better than I remembered I have to say this Yeah one. me too mm. it's, uh, it's pretty pacey Yeah And racy Unlike the last book Which was the same thing <laughs> Happening the, again and again It and again. was neither of those things <laughs> Very much so So let's get straight in there With some taglines and blurbs Let's do it What's the cover tagline Who is Penny's secret love Mm, well, that's actually kind of not really a question because you find that out pretty quickly. Mm. And oh my god, the back cover line is amazing. <laughs> a little too personal. Ooh. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Now, Sweet Valley High is in a frenzy <gasps> when the school newspaper begins to run personal ads. Mm. Even Penny Ayala. Ayala? Ayala? Never quite sure how to say her name. The shy, serious editor of the paper decides to place an ad and a boy named Jamie responds. Mm. His letters are witty and sensitive, just like hers, and he seems to be Penny's perfect match. He does. Elizabeth Wakefield encourages Penny to pursue her secret admirer. Of course she has to. Of course she does. (laughs) Of course she has to get involved. (laughs) But when she overhears a group of boys laughing about Jamie, she realises that Penny's perfect match is only a joke. (gasps) Jamie doesn't even exist. Kind of a spoiler, isn't it? That's a massive spoiler, yeah, because that's a twist in Mm, the book. Yeah. Mm, Can she stop the boys from breaking Penny's heart? No, she literally does nothing helpful. she doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Liz... (laughs) Yeah, well, are we the worst? <laughs> are we surprised, really? Yeah. So, so yeah, on the cover we oh, have it's a good cover. <laughs> it is a good cover. It's another cover like mm. the last one that's got a sort of a proper. It's in scene. situ. It's got yeah. like a proper background and everything. Yeah. So it's a picture of Penny, mm-hmm. who, um, yeah, she's slightly dressed like a pirate. She <laughs> she does have a piratical a little bit air. piratey. It's good. Um, she's wearing quite a baggy white shirt um, with the, the typical high-waisted chinos, I guess. Which is not the outfit she wears in that scene. Mm, no, it's not because they do actually describe what she wears yeah, in she this particular She has a red headband. But that's she does have it. a red headband, yeah. And her hair, her hair is kind of cool. It's like it's short. She's got a fringe. Yeah. It's nice. She could, I don't know, it could be a bit more... I don't know it does look a little bit like my hair was when I was about nine and it was sort of, <laughs> okay. you know if you had thick hair in the 80s they'd just be like no cut it short, cut it short. And I was like I'm cutting, growing this hair as we long as I can with that. but yeah she's looking at her watch and she actually looks really pissed off mm. even though in this particular scene when she's waiting outside a bookshop she's really upset that's true she's not angry but here she looks like she's about to fucking kick someone's ass she does she looks quite intimidating yeah. tough she oh, looks cool. quite cool in fairness. Yeah. And there's <laughs> there's kind of a bookshelf behind her because she's standing in front of a bookshop. One of the books is Monkey Mania. <laughs> Did you spot that? Because <laughs> I read this on my Kindle. There's a tiny oh, guitar and everything on the front and it's a monkey like with two E's. Oh, like the monkeys. The monkeys. 
monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, my my three year old nephew is so obsessed with the monkeys. Oh my god, really? he got a ta- it was his third birthday the other week, and he got a tambourine shaped um, <gasps> birthday cake because he wanted to shake my tambourine to Mary Mary and Stepping Stone. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, monkey mania wow. is there in the background, and also. Poems. Just poems. A book called Poems. Who wrote them? Who knows? Who knows? Who even cares? cares? (laughs) They're poems. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Well, speaking of great literature, uh, the book begins with Liz suffering from writer's block. I know. I can relate, actually, in fairness, because she's bonding with Penny and they're both like... Oh God, there's some days where sentences don't even make sense and you don't know if you can even speak English. I'm like, yeah, that is actually true. That's true, yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, they're Uh, in the office and trying to do a bit of work. And Liz is trying to do her column and Penny can't believe there's no hot gossip. <laughs> Not even about Jessica. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. And this is like, she's been worryingly quiet. Yeah. Uh, I would be worried. That is suspicious, yeah. Very suspicious. <laughs> and there's a recap of how great Penny is. She's a firm but fair editor. And she dreams of being a writer. And she sounds like she's more talented than Liz. She really which I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> yeah. And she mock threatens... Um, Liz with the, you know, if you don't get to work, I'm going to have to find someone else to do your job. And Liz is like, I'll get on it straight away. And we get the example of her column. So this is what happens when inspiration (laughs) strikes. Julie Porter gave a piano recital on Sunday at the Freundlich Gallery in Santa Monica. Bit of continuity. While the droids played a gig at the Hot Potato. (laughs) I want to go to the Hot Potato. I'm (laughs) clapping my hands with joy at the thought of the Hot Potato. Hot Potato. Where lead singer Dana Larson belted out their new song Put On Your Dancing Shoes. Fantastic. The Arctic Monkeys ripped them off. Oh God, good point. To a very receptive audience. It's so fucking tedious and dry. Like she is, oh, when it's not being all Ken M. Yeah, yeah. She's actually using names. Um, so yeah I refuse to believe she's an amazing writer and Penny's like see you're good if you want to be it's like really (laughs) fair enough and uh, Jess comes in looking quizzical because she heard Liz mock complaining about the oracle she knows Liz would never do such a thing in reality she's like what (laughs) are you giving out maybe she's going to leave the oracle because I I hate her doing anything that doesn't involve me yeah yeah, maybe she'll be a cheerleader instead. It's like, no, she won't. Stop that. So we get the usual twin comparison. And then Liz reminds Jess that it's her turn to do the the, the cooking uh, that evening, mm. um, which, of course, Jess wheedles out of. Immediately. Yeah. Of course, Liz the sap gives it to her. Yeah. It's just like, that's just the way Jessica is. Like, because you enable her. Yeah, exactly. This is your fault. It's like, oh, I can't. She's always able <laughs> to get no to her. Me. Oh, they're so annoying. So Jess goes off and then Lynn enters and the personal ads have come in. They're a hit. Yeah, there's loads of entries for them. So many. And basically how it works is that Lynn knows the identity of the people, but she gives them a P.O. box. So nobody yes. knows who they're sending Responding to. Yeah. yeah. And then she'll sort of divvy them up. And she's prepared to get responses from outside the school because it's apparently such a sensation. This, this is a lot of admin for like one student. Yeah, who isn't even part of the Oracle staff. It's true, yeah. yeah. In fairness, she's probably not going to many classes because we know how the education system works in this school. So <laughs> it'll be fine. And of course, there are some joke ads which aren't very funny and... There, you know, there's, Liz is sort of having a few qualms about whether this is going to be practical, even at this stage. Mm. And Penny asks Liz if she's tempted, you know, sort of as a joke, if she's tempted to respond. And of course, Liz doesn't take, because she really has no sense of humor and anything to do with her, herself. It's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, even the idea of going behind Jeffrey's back. Oh, Jeffrey, he's excitingly handsome. Is he? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, well, that's another sh- tell, you know, show don't tell. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> So she jokes back at Penny, but then she regrets it straight away because Penny blushes <gasps> at the prospect of putting in an ad. And Liz realised Penny has, you know, never really goes on dates. And you know, she's always thought that was by choice, but maybe it's yeah. not. She kind of assumed that it was just because Penny was so busy because she's she's a good student, like, and does a lot of extracurricular stuff. So mm. she was just like, oh, maybe she's just too busy. But the fact that Penny blushes, it's like fucking Detective Inspector Wakefield is like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> there's something going on here. Um, by the way, how does Penny survive in this time? 
<laughs> like seriously. Oh my god. How does well, she? She does say, you know, I'm not into parties and things like that. So she just doesn't go. Oh my god. Teddy. But you can't go because you'd have to find she have a, a date. date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in reality, you'd start wondering if she was going on dates with boys because she likes girls. Well, this is kind of where I went when I yeah. was reading it first. I was like, she's probably gay. Just leave her alone, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. No. And of course, who enters? It's Mr. Cow. Yay. <laughs> and we're reminded of how great he is. He's so handsome. Like, he's, he's quite inappropriate in this scene. So inappropriate. Uh, he's like, so handsome, so inappropriate. <laughs> he's like, ooh, I've got an action for you. And his the item is that he's going to be the chaperone for an upcoming special dance. Ooh, it's the 40s night swing fling. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and uh, he's he says, oh, I'm going to, I will chaperone if a certain French teacher agrees to, agrees to join yeah, me. That's a weird like, way to talk to your students. Like, yes. I don't say stop talking about your private life, Roger. Stop talking about how you want to bone the French teacher for fuck's sake. <laughs> and we're told that everyone in school is really invested in him and Miss Dalton. Oh, so and they're either jealous of Miss Dalton or they enjoy indulging in vicarious romantic bliss. Boundaries. Boundaries. Oh, no such chance, especially when Mr. Collins says he plans on jitterbugging with all the girls, like with Liz and and Lynn and Penny. (laughs) It's so creepy. Yeah, it's like his parting shot as he leaves the office. It's like, I plan on jitterbugging with all three of you. It's like, Roger, stop it. Go home, Roger. (laughs) Literally, go home, Roger. (laughs) And don't go to the dance. Jesus, do not ask Chaperone, indeed. (laughs) Fucking hell. And of course, uh, Liz is uh, is like, oh, of course I will. And when he goes, she asks Penny about the dance. And again, she says like, oh, I'm not the sort of, I don't go to dances. I'm not the sort that boys like. And uh, Penny admits that her appearance isn't that important to her. Seriously, how has she lived in this town and survived? <laughs> She's been flying under the radar, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, she really has. And Liz... Um, realises that you know this is true and that sometimes you know Penny is shy but she sort of comes across as being a bit aloof yeah. and she wishes the Sweet Valley Boys weren't so shallow well maybe you could you know ever <laughs> You're do all it. shallow yeah like question the system yeah also, as my notes say, a couple of letters, maybe she doesn't like boys. I know. It's such an obvious explanation. I know. <laughs> so she and Betty go off to pen, to, to uh, Casey's, Casey's for ice cream. Yeah. And Liz is so awful. <laughs> Can you tell us what she says to Betty? It's so rude. Um, oh, yeah. She's like, Penny, you can kill me if this is insulting. It is. <laughs> You should learn how to lighten up a little around guys. Give them a chance to see how fun you are. Fuck off! Get the fuck out. Like, she didn't ask for any of this fucking advice. Lighten up around guys. Uh, And like, in fairness to Penny, she's like, look, I can't see the point pretending to be something I'm not just to snag some boy. And she's dead right. And of course he is. Learns to help her like that. That's why I don't say the patronising bitch. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. Like, Penny keeps changing the subject whenever Liz starts banging on like this as well because it clearly makes her uncomfortable and yeah. it's like just leave her alone <laughs> oh no well that's not in Liz's nature no, really she can't really see isn't. a perceived problem Mm-mm. without wanting to fix it <laughs> cut to the beach where Lila's worrying that her red swimsuit bleaches out her tan and Jess is like yeah yeah it sort of does <laughs> because Jessica's wearing a white string bikini so she looks oh, sensational of course <laughs> bronzed um, and she's lamenting the lack of hot guys because she and Lila basically worked their way through all the and I quote, acceptable. I'm sweet by eye. Gas. <laughs> and Lila suggests uh, newbie Kirk, last seen in the last book, being a dick. Mm. But Jess reminds us that he is horrible. Yeah, she's like, no, he's an absolute arsehole. Don't bother with him. Yeah. And she's decided that all high school boys are just immature. She wants a college man. Mm. And she tells Lila, look, we could get one by putting it out in the Oracle. And that's what I'd say. What pervs would be looking at a high school paper at the personal ads? <laughs> And Lila is horrified at this at this thought, um, because she's but not because you know what creepy old perverts will you get? No, she's like, oh no, college or small ads are for losers. Yeah, but Ingenue apparently had an article in it saying otherwise. Yeah, apparently more and more singles are using personal ads to meet people because of the pressures of life these days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's you know ahead of her time. Basically, yeah, it's basically internet dating just through the newspaper. Yeah, exactly. And Lila points out uh, high school paper where the college boys and. 
uh, Jess points out that her brother is a high school guy who gets the gets the article. Of course he does. And he gets loads of copies of them and leaves them in his room. So weird. So weird. So the guys in his dorm will see the ads basically is what she's saying. Oh, the creepy guys. Oh God, I mm. know. <laughs> Why? So Why? Dodge. So anyway, they decide they're both going to put the ads in and then they have both have different approaches. Jess yes. has, has won. Mm-hmm. Can you say what that is? So yeah, Jessica thinks that the right thing to do is describe the kind of guy that you want to meet. Whereas mm. Lila thinks that you're better describing yourself and then the guys will come to you. Yes. And they decide that they each put use their own approach mm. and put an ad in. Yes, and, then, and see who gets the best date, basically. Yeah, and it's competition. But it is kind of amazing that they're like, oh, it's not a wager because Jess has learned the hard way not to bet anything with Lila because yeah. a <laughs> terrible thing <laughs> always happens. <laughs> So then they write their ads and their ads are amazing. They're pretty great. Okay. So I will read Lila's. Okay. Glamorous, sophisticated, mature high school girl owner looking for someone with the right stuff. I like fast cars, caviar, the Caribbean. <laughs> Don't talk to me about commitment. I'm looking for an excitement, not a bridge. I'm looking for excitement, not a bridge partner. If you can keep up with me, I want you. Kids need not reply. It's amazing. It is incredible. So good. But Best Tinder bio ever. Oh my God. Well, the Jess's is kind of hilarious. It's not as good. No, it's not really. But yeah, so her approach is to uh, describe the type of guy she wants. Mm. So, so her ad goes, are you devastatingly handsome? Are you romantic and wild? Do you like girls who aren't afraid of danger? Ooh. Are you the type of guy who goes for what he wants? Are you in college? Like, Jesus, do you like lots of questions? <laughs> if you answered Yes to all the above questions. Drop me a line. I've been looking for you. Oh, yes, yes. And they decide this might be the most interesting contest we've ever had. And I love that they've had so many that they can like compare notes. They have a table like of yeah. best contests. Oh yeah, there was that time where we both competed for this. Like I do not do this with my friends. Oh, so good. So yeah, they're they're well up for it. And elsewhere on the beach, Liz is asking Enid about her new date, Hugh Grayson, <laughs> who she picked up in a bookshop. <laughs> that net is working. Butterfly net or no, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she gets results in fairness to Enid. Yeah, like, no, we God just damn. don't quibble she about She's cleaning methods. up. <laughs> and she's even cleaned up a guy from Big Mesa. Ooh. He's from out of town. Yeah. And he's off chatting with uh, Jeffrey somewhere and Penny approaches the girls with a load of books and papers and joins them on their beach blanket. At the beach. Like, what are you doing, Penny? That is genuinely quite weird. Yeah. But then when Jeffrey and Hugh come back to them, Penny is like, oh, I, I, I'm off. I don't want to be a fifth wheel. Well, her life must be very difficult in Sweet Valley then. Everyone's coupled up all the time. Constantly. And Liz wonders for the first fucking time if the constant date requirement might possibly make somebody feel awkward. Oh, weird. Just, just maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, who knows? Mm. And she real- But her solution isn't to question the system. She realises that if Penny had a date, she would have stayed with them. And the obvious solution is to get her paired off. Oh, Jesus. And Jeffrey asks why she's uh, why she looks worried, and she she says, "Oh, I'm thinking about another another victim. I mean, another somebody that I could help." <laughs> she wants my help. She just doesn't know it yet. Yes. <laughs> so she gets Jeffrey to take Hugh off so she can consult with Enid, and yes. of course she tells Enid about Penny and her suspicions that she mm. might dare to want a, boy- a boyfriend. You know, might have given in basically to the social pressure and so she wants to persuade Penny to take out an ad because it's the perfect way for a boy to get to know her for her mind that's it so they'd get to know her personality and they wouldn't be so preoccupied with her looks even though they do kind of point out Penny is actually quite good looking she just doesn't care about Mm. like Lynn like Lynn Henry yeah mm, so a makeover is her only uh, (laughs) it's the only option (laughs) yep there's no other choice so they go to Penny and she's she's up for it. Yeah, because yeah, she kind of does say, look, yeah, okay, fine. I am kind of lonely. Maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah. It could be fun. So she writes a note or her ad. And her ad, it's pretty good. It's gas. It's really funny. Yeah. Do you want to read it out? Yeah. So yeah, she writes it and then hands it over to Elizabeth mm. and Enid to check it out. And <laughs> what she's written is, hook-nosed hunchback seats kindred spirit. The ideal candidate will have a doctorate in Australian theology, love caves, speak Urdu. If you're looking for a girl who giggles, don't bother to respond. I'm strictly the guffaw type. (laughs) Junior or senior will do just fine. (laughs) So it's kind of like quirky and weird, but like obviously a jokey kind of approach. Exactly. I mean, 
you could argue that the point that you know millions of people in the world do speak Urdu, so it's not that. But well, not, yeah. but not in Sweet Valley. <laughs> not in Sweet Valley. That's not going to Considering happen. the pool we're working with, it's, yes. it's a high school. <laughs> it's clearly an exaggerated, unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, the whole ad is an unrealistic yeah. joke, and. Um, yeah, uh, Liz is like, what? Are you sure? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> I don't take, I take romance very seriously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they um, they decide to put the ad in. Mm. And Penny says she's doing it to find boys with imagination and any boy who, who likes it will get her. And that is a very good point. It's a good approach, yeah. Yeah. So the ads come out and they're a sensation. They're an absolute sensation. Everyone, yeah, everyone is buzzing talking about them. They're going nuts. I mean, it's they're they're in a frenzy. A lot of them. <laughs> it's quite bizarre. And then the next week, it's even more insane. Yeah, it's just gathering pace. Yeah, and Jessica sees Kirk reading Penny's ad aloud and laughing, mm. and she's surprised to notice that Neil Fremont is with is still hanging around with Kirk. Yeah, because she kind of when she saw them together at first, she just assumed it was because of the tennis team. But now it seems like Neil is kind of in Kirk's little gang that he's after assembling for himself mm. and she's kind of like oh that doesn't really check out no because you know she sometimes Neil is sort of her backup guy he's, he's on her subs bench yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she knows he's actually a nice guy too nice for her no doubt yeah and uh, then there's a little bit of a uh, little cedar for book two because Amy tells Jess something She's got some news about her own love life. Yeah, she kind of thinks, yeah, Amy's kind of convinced that there might be something between her and Bruce Patman. Mm, they're working together on a school project. Yes. And, and they're spending a lot of time together. But Jessica's like, uh, no, you're bananas. He's insane about Regina. Like, there's no way. Yeah, but Amy's up. She's just like, nah, you're talking shite. Yeah, but Amy's, Amy's, Amy's like, oh, we'll see, we'll Aww. see. She's kind of, she's up to something. Oh, she certainly is. Mm. In the Oracle office, Lynn sorts out all the responses and she's starting to worry that there might be a bit of catfishing going on. I'm joking. <laughs> she doesn't use the word catfish, obviously. No. But um, and she's not wrong. So she gives uh, she gives Liz the responses to Jess's ad so she can hand them straight over. And it yeah. turns out that she's got quite a few and some of them are, are from, were sent through the post. They weren't <laughs> dropped in the Oracle office. Yeah, oh God. And then Penny has got three responses and one didn't get the joke. Yeah, one of them is just, yeah, they, they're just not getting it at all. And the next one wants to compare auras. <laughs> yeah, the next one, he wants to compare auras and he wants to see her astrological chart. Yeah. <laughs> but then one is kind of charming. So it starts, Dear Quasimodo, just got back from my latest cave cleaning job and saw your ad. I think I've been hoping to find you ever since I graduated from the World University in Western Australia. The outback was too quiet for me. And it's genuinely... It's funny. It's like, funny. Yeah, it's and, it, funny. and it gets her kind of weird humour as well. Like, so he kind of plays along with the whole thing. Oh, you know, I speak or do the usual things, like yeah. all that type of stuff. Who doesn't? And uh, so it's kind of it's funny, but there is also some kind of like you know sincerity in there yeah. as well. And, and it's it, it's a good response. It is a genuinely good response. Yeah. If you write back, I'll be really happy, Aww. which is actually a really nice thing to it's say. It's cute, isn't yeah. it? So Penny's kind of smitten. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, like, he, or Elizabeth is delighted because she's like, he's just as goofy as you are. Like, this is kind of perfect. Yeah. But then they realize it's signed Jamie, and there's no apparently there's no one called Jamie in Sweet Valley so High. Who could he be? So it must they reckon it must be an alias. And she writes a letter back pretty much straight away, and the letter's really funny, like and charming. Yeah. And no, they have a nice little rapport going on. Like, it's yeah. very cute and a proper sense of humor, and it's just it's genuinely feels quite real. Yeah. Which is very unusual for these books as we all know <laughs> so uh, Penny goes off and Enid um, admits that she's worried Penny might get hurt because she seems like she's you know really pinning her hopes not quite pinning her hopes but she's got her hopes up yeah about this Jamie guy yeah yeah what and if, she's kind of like because Penny I suppose doesn't really date that she you know she's kind of a private person keeps herself to herself so she's just worried that she might yeah just get hurt basically I guess yeah Back home, Penny feels alone, despite the fact she has her books and her typewriter around her. Because <laughs> she can't be complete without a man. Oh, God. And then she, there's an awful bit where she looks at herself in the mirror and berates herself for not being glamorous enough. Aww. And of course, she just happens to have a whole tray of makeup. Yeah, some, yeah so a makeup sampler her aunt had given her a few months ago. So she's like, why don't you make more of an effort? And it's like, God, Penny, you don't need to. It's yeah, fine. obviously all her family are kind of horrible. Just like, here, yeah, wear some makeup for God's sake. <laughs> so she decides to beautify herself. Meanwhile, it's dinner at the Wakefields where Jess is uh, 
is trying to get out of chores as is her want um, but she wants to go to Lila to share her responses yeah basically she just wants to rub it in Lila's face <laughs> she's got some and uh, the, the the one that really tickles her fancy says I'm no stranger to boasting but I get the feeling you know how to put your money where your mouth is you definitely sound like dynamite is about to go off and I want to be there for the explosion Yikes. even if it means getting a little singed <laughs> So she's into it. She's going to write back. She is. And the fact that he calls her Mia Moore at a point as well. And it's signed Paolo, I think. So she's oh. like, oh my God, he's Italian. He's so romantic. Uh, so she's sold completely. A Latin lover. Yeah. A week later, Kirk is smugly showing his tennis mates a letter. It turns out <gasps> that he is Jamie. No. Or rather, he has got Neil to be Jamie. Yeah, so they've kind of been doing this as a joke, like as a group, mm. led by Kirk, basically, kind of going over and back on these letters. But Neil is doing the writing of the letters. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, so it is still Neil writing the letters, but it's the fact that there's this whole gross gang of lads all in yeah, on it. It's kind of like, and they're oh, all no. quite hilarious. Yeah. There's been a little correspondence going on, like they've written a few letters yeah. by this stage. And it turns out that like Neil is, is just, he feels a bit weird about it all, but he's just so proud to be praised by the charismatic Kirk. He's kind of been taken in by Kirk, yeah. Like, because they, they, they do say mm. that he's never really been part of a group before or like... Mm, but he's always been at things. I don't really buy this because he's, yeah. like, he's one of Jessica Wakefield's Yeah, like he must be guys. popular and hot because Jessica yeah. went out with him. Exactly. So she would not go out with, that. A, with some yeah. you know, random loser. Mm. And But anyway, apparently he feels the need for Kirk's approval and it turns out that he's actually starting to feel something for this mysterious correspondent he does like her but he knows he can't tell the yeah, others yeah because he's feeling like it's it's not really a joke anymore because he mm. does actually kind of want to get to know her properly yeah he thinks he's uh, he's she seems cool yeah but the others think it's a big joke and they decide well Kirk decides that Neil should set up a meeting with her so they could all see who she is yeah and laugh at her basically Aww. and he agrees and suggests a date the day after tomorrow at the mall just to wear red yeah so he'll know that it's her yes and Jess has a date with a mystery man on Friday too. She does. Mysterious Paolo. She can't wait. His name is Paolo and he sounds like an absolute hunk. <laughs> it sounds like a hunk, yep. I don't know how she gets that from. Just from his letter. Mm. Amazing. And Liz reminds her of previous disastrous blind dates and other dates with college boys. Yeah, like yeah. old Mustachio Scott. Yeah, it's never going to have gone well. Like. No. Well, she's like, this time it's different. Um, and she asks Liz to cover for her because her parents can't know. She's like... Hitting the town with like 20 year olds. Yeah, not good. Oh, so it's Friday afternoon and the tennis lads have descended on the mall in a pack. Yeah, it's gross. So they kind of find a spot like on the mezzanine where they can see the bookshop that Mm. they've arranged to meet Penny. Yeah. But they just don't know it's Penny yet. Um, But yeah, they're kind of doing it so they can all check her out first. Yeah, it's like if she's a loser, we'll leave. Horrible. Yeah. And actually, because there is quite a sweet bit when Neil is kind of thinking about it, about how much he hates this whole idea Mm. of her being checked out first by the group. It meant if her looks didn't measure up to standard, they were given the thumbs down. And Neil instinctively knew she was a thumbs up girl. (laughs) Which is really cute. And he doesn't want them there. He's like, oh, look, I'll go and see her and I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. No way. So Penny arrives all dressed up. And she comes with Liz and Enid, which is actually quite sweet. They're sort of come with her She's for moral support. For backup, yeah. Um, but not right up to the bookshop. No. They, um, they arranged to meet her afterwards yeah. as well. Like, yeah. And she waits and waits Aww. and waits. Oh, it's really sad. And she realises, oh my God, he might have, he must have seen her and just been like, Bleh. And yeah. Left. She's really embarrassed and humiliated and it's really sad. She waits for 45 minutes. Oh man. I know. So in the Wakefields, Liz is preparing for a date with Jeffrey, and she assumes the pennies went well because she didn't turn up to she meet her. Didn't hear from so. her afterwards, whereas Penny had just gone home on the bus crying, and it was just like, "Damn it, Penny, oh. sweet lousy." I know, and she rings Penny, who's really sad, and says, "Sometimes I wish I was just a, some dumb blonde cheerleader." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, and it's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry Liz. I didn't mean." Uh, Elizabeth's like, "I know you didn't mean Jessica." It's like she totally meant Jessica, <laughs> and rightly so. Good. More people should say this, Jess, or Penny. <laughs> yeah. And Liz are like, oh, I wish there was something I could do. But I can't, so okay, I'm about for a date. I'm off on my date, see yeah. ya. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jess is preparing for her date with Paolo and she starts doing 
uh, her moosing her hair with, quote, the concentration of a brain surgeon. Fantastic. <laughs> and her, I don't know if you're going to give a description of her hair in the outfits. I think, no, actually, we can go with this because, yeah, her go outfit is, is kind of a thing of its own. <laughs> it certainly is. So she has finally achieved what she thought was the perfect balance. Her hair was swept back from her face, <laughs> except for a few carefully chosen tendrils, which curled forward, suggesting rumpled abandon. Oh. The effect was sultry and vaguely European. <laughs> That's exactly what we look right now. Like I mean, my, um, the tendrils are all over my face right now. I just can't even tell you. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the doorbell rings and it's Paolo. Oh. But oh. he doesn't meet her standards. Oh, this is so horrible. Oh, it's actually, this is genuinely really joking bad. aside. This yeah. is fucked up. Yeah, that kids will be reading this because Paolo is fat. Yeah. And... He, she is literally disgusted She's by horrified. Him. Like, never in her life had Jessica dated anyone who wasn't handsome and slim. And it's like, oh, you suck. And he's, she's like, aren't you Italian? He's like, oh, no, my parents are Italian, but I'm not. And he's kind of funny. He's like, yeah. He is. He's no, but he sounds lovely. Like, like he's, I think he, he makes a remark about his weight because I think she might be sort of, what to know, being a bit sceptical about something and then he's like well you know I know I'm a bit chubby but I just like eating yeah like, he's just like, fair I, fucks pal oh look at yeah he's like I just love to eat and speaking of eating I've made reservations at Tiburino's which is like some really nice Italian restaurant it's like this yeah. sounds like a great fucking day yeah and he and she insists they hide in a dark booth Ugh. and so in order to get out of this date she tells him that she is Dying, basically, yeah, makes it sound like she has some kind of fucking terminal illness or something, and that she was gone for a cat scan yesterday, and she gets these headaches, and oh, she's the worst. I just like. have to want to live like a normal girl for just one night. Yeah, she puts on this whole act, and it's just oh, it's terrible. And he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and she's like, oh, I need to go home. So he's he takes, lovely, like yeah, because she kind of acts like she's getting a headache again. And he's like, oh my god, like yeah, I'll take you home. I'm, I'm, oh my god, I hope you're okay. Like he's so lovely and considerate. He's so nice. Yeah, but she, even she feels guilty after he's dropped her home. Just a tiny bit though. Yeah. She actually says she knows that she's just sort of messed around. A nice, interesting boy. Yeah. But of course, quote, and I'm sorry to have to say these words because it's so offensive. She couldn't help it if she simply couldn't stand to be around fat people. (sighs) Like, imagine being a kid reading that. If yeah. you were worried about I mean, your right. Like, I know it was the 80s, but that wasn't okay in the 80s. Yeah, like, no, that you is. not say stuff like that. Very like, you shouldn't say stuff extreme. like that. It's horrible, like. Oh, God. But it's wild that she's not a villain either. It's just like, oh, that's just Jessica. It's she's, like, no. She's a She's mixed. terrible, like. She's actually. She's a gross. bad person. <laughs> she is a bad person. Oh. Ugh, Liz indulges her. Let's yeah. not forget that. So she's um, undeterred by her split second of guilt. She finds another response to her uh, rad is waiting for her. And one features a Polaroid pic Mm. of the hunky guy who (laughs) sent it. So she knows what he looks like. Some guy called John Carger. Mm. And he says, contact me via the college. So she sort of knows he's legit. Like he's, you know, he's got... uh, um, he, he does sociology in, in in whatever the university. So yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, get in touch with me through the department, the so, university, and we can get together. Mm, what could he possibly want? And she's decided, well, that'll wait for another day. But now the night is young, and she literally chuckles she, as she gets ready to change her outfit. She gets upstairs to change and buff out for the evening somewhere else. Like, oh god, oh, poor old Paolo doesn't turn up wherever Fucking she's. Hell, I know. Yeah, walking around. Oh, he deserves so much better than her anyway. He does. Enjoy yourself in college, yeah. Paolo. At school, Kirk summons a graceful Neil who is really, the way he, you know, follows Kirk around is very depressing. Yeah, and it, it's very much a kind of a peer pressure thing or something, mm. isn't it? He's kind of getting swept along with yeah. the group and the gang and the fucking toxic masculinity of oh it all. Oh my God, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Because they were all laughing about that boring old penny. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, she'd probably make you do homework on a date, that sort of thing. Yeah, even their slags of... Penny are really lame. Of course they are. Because yeah. like Penny's class, so all they can say about her is like, oh, she's only got her nose in books. It's like, yeah, she's yeah. clever. I know. She edits <laughs> oh, no. the school paper that everybody <laughs> yeah. reads. She's smart and accomplished. How terrible. <laughs> oh, what a loser. And yeah, he's uh, he's feeling, Neil is feeling really bad. He really does. Yeah, he's super guilty about all this. when he saw Penny, he was a bit surprised. But he was like, oh, cool. Well, she's cool. And he was literally about to go down to meet her. Oh, and the yeah. rest of the pricks started laughing about how boring she was. And he uh, he he wanted to defend her, but he was too cowardly. Yeah. And he actually starts to feel sick. He can't even finish his lunch. Yeah, because they start doing some 
or Kirk starts doing some mean impression of Penny and or what she'd be like on yeah, a date and I yeah. think Neil just gets up and leaves because he he's just like Do you know what this is bullshit and other people have overheard this uh, disgusting conversation Liz and Enid they're sitting nearby they're at the next table yeah so they've heard the whole thing that's gone down so Elizabeth is rightly furious yeah and she's really realistically furious yeah. like she's just incandescent because it's such a shit thing to do yeah. yeah and she can't believe Neil went along with it because he's a nice guy and Enid guesses that Kirk kind of they do they put him. it on Kirk yeah as the ringleader and me, you know, what, literally while this is happening, Kirk grabs Jessica and asks him for a asks her for a date, Ugh. and she tells him to fuck off. Yeah. He laughs. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't literally tell him to fuck off. No, but like, yeah, he's just a snake. Like he's horrible. Everything about him, and then he brags about it. he's got to find a hot babe to take to the dance. And um, Jess joins Liz and Enid, and she's got a copy of Ingenue magazine, and she's angrily looking through it. <laughs> Angrily meeting, reading a magazine. So Flicking the, through the pages. Yeah. But they spot a photo of top young model Erica Hall. And this gives Liz an idea. Mm. And she decides that they're going to give Kirk a taste of his own medicine. Good enough for him. Yeah. And they will. Which is actually quite satisfying. Yeah. So in English class, guilty Neil looks a penny. Um, he's just feeling terrible. And Mr. Carter starts talking about Huckleberry Finn. Mr. Collins. Oh, Mr. Carter. <laughs> That's Mr. Carter. I don't know. That's some other sexy teacher. <laughs> that come from? Good <laughs> lord. So they're uh, they're talking about Huckleberry Finn and both Neil and Penny have some insights. Yeah, but like Penny gets called on to answer a question and she's all flustered because she wasn't really listening. Which and is Neil, not like her. It's not. And Neil kind of jumps in with a few thoughts of his own to kind of save her basically. And yes. he kind of blames himself. He's like, oh, she's out of sorts now and it's my fault because I've messed her around and yeah. it's my fault and she's feeling bad. And oh, he's really, the guilt is really getting to him. And he tries to talk to her afterwards just about, about the book and yeah. about Love It. And she kind of She's not herself. She's like, a bit, even little they're bit, not close. He no. knows that she's not. She's not like particularly this. friendly, but mm. it's because she's just so kind of she is out of sorts over the whole thing yeah. and feeling bad. So he's now feeling even worse, and he realizes he has to apologize via Jamie and suggest an, and he suggests another meeting at the Dairy Burger. Yeah, so he writes a letter without any of the other guys knowing. And yeah, kind of says, "Look, I'm really sorry. An emergency came up, and yeah, suggests meeting her, but also says, look, 'Look, don't write back. I'll know if yeah. you've because if he me writes back, the PO box is in Kirk is going to get it.' Yeah." yeah. So, uh, miser meanwhile, miserable Penny is just thinking, oh, I really can't talk to boys, even a nice guy like Neil. Oh, oh it's not your fault, Penny. Blame <laughs> the system, not you. <laughs> yeah. So Liz is working on her scheme and it is quite good. It is. And it's a, it's quite a Jessica scheme, actually. Yes. Everyone's swapping personalities. I know, but at least it's using books. Jessica's evilness for good. For good. Yeah, yeah, true. So she and Enid sit near Kirk and, and with the copy of Ingenue and Enid starts saying, you never told me your cousin was so beautiful and she's visiting next weekend. And Kirk's all like, what's what? this? <laughs> so he's like, oh, well, she's visiting next weekend. Let me have a look at her. I'm taking her to the dance. And Liz is like, oh, you know, she probably doesn't want to go on a blind date with some wanderer. It's like, oh, if she saw me, she would. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> arrogant enough not to give a shit and just be like, of yeah. course she's going to want to go see me. Because they've kind of strategically left the magazine open on a page yes. with this model on it. So he's like, yeah, she's a babe. <laughs> and he gives her, he gives Liz a picture of himself from like the, I don't know, from the yearbook, but he's only just come to it's, school. No, it's, uh, he rummaged in his notebook and pulled out a copy of the previous week's Oracle oh because there's a photo of him being congratulated at some tennis tournament. Um, so he just has that on hand <laughs> to course. tear out and be like, here, give him my picture. <laughs> I know she'll be impressed and he swaggers <laughs> off and Liz is like, okay, any qualms I might have had about this are gone. Yeah. I'm taking this prick down. This dude's the worst. Yes. So Jess is on a date with a John Carger mm. and he's taking her out for dessert. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What the hell? <laughs> it's like you're not getting a dinner out of me. No, <laughs> just, no. just although they go for baklava, which is an, uh, kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I will find. Yeah, unusual for them to just go. Just a random meal, something different. But yeah, just dessert. Yeah. So they go to a Greek restaurant, mm. and he is handsome and tall and whatever. He's preppy. He is. He's he's a college guy. Oh, he certainly is. And yeah. he's he's friendly and nice. And it turns out he's studying sociology, mm -hmm. and she talks about all her adventures. Oh God. <laughs> from previous books and it just highlights how completely fucking insane they are because it's like well there was the time I made Jeremy Frank happy on his TV show and the time I got stuck in a cave with a bear oh brilliant that was actually a special edition one wasn't it, it Cave and the was. Bear it was, it one was of the, like, a camping one yeah where they go with 
Krobe Job Cooper's nephew. Nephew. And they go on a bike tour somewhere. Yeah. And she gets stuck. We all have to do that one, actually. Oh, we do. Yeah, we, we've got some special. We some special editions to, to get to stuck get into. But it's funny that they mentioned it here because usually they're like a parallel universe and they don't come up again. Some of them do. I guess the one with Suzanne coming back is oh, canon yeah. as well. True, yeah, yeah. And actually, um, though we didn't mention it when we discussed the la- in the last episode when they talk about uh, Jessica going to or is going to Switzerland she does mention the time she and Jessica went, went to, France. to France Yeah, which is that book that Sarah from Smart Bitches oh, yeah. book showed us the cover of <laughs> that incredible cover <laughs> which if you haven't listened to uh, to that um, Smart Bitches Trashy Books which is an amazing website and podcast we oh. were there Sarah's special guests and Sarah showed us the cover of a Sweet Valley High Spring Break <laughs> book that is fucking insane I think we all screamed when we saw we it we literally did I'm sorry if we broke anybody's eardrums so good so yeah there's, this is a little bit of crossover in that yeah. um, so uh, yeah she tells him all about her crazy adventures and she has a great time of course yeah, well, see, he, he asks her loads of questions about mm. herself so she's only thrilled to be talking about herself yeah. for an hour like. and she wants to stay out longer but he's like no I have to go home and study and he doesn't kiss her goodnight mm. she's, she's in love she just reckons he's just a gentleman yes so Penny gets her letter from Jamie and it's really kind of charming and nice and she decides to go and meet him and at the Dairy Burger she's you know she's really nervous and Neil's on his way and he's really nervous and he doesn't know whether to te- whether to tell her the truth or not yeah. and just as he sees her arrive who should show up? <gasps> Fucking Kirk. Yeah of course. Ugh. And then they see Penny. Yeah, so they kind of Kirk comes up to Neil just chatting and mm. then sees Penny and then he's like, Oh my god, are you here to meet Penny? and makes a whole big deal out of it. Yeah. But I think at this stage Neil is just like, Do you know what? Fuck this guy. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I am. And yeah. I'm sick of your shit, so I'm out yeah. of here, basically. Yeah. He says, Give it up, Anderson. I don't really care what you think anymore. Yeah. And Kirk is all like, Okay, man. Oh. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> really doesn't take much to intimidate him. Somebody stands up to him for like yeah. a second. He backs down immediately. He's like, oh, oh okay. Oh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so Penny is just on the cusp of thinking this prick has stood her up again. Again, when, yeah. When Neil arrives and he tells her the truth. He does, in fairness to him. He actually comes Straight clean away. immediately. Like he doesn't hang around. They, he's, they sit down at a booth and get like, I don't know, sodas or milkshakes mm. or whatever. And, you know, he's like, look, I'm really sorry, but here's the entire story, yeah. basically. Which is very rare. Uh, I'm surprised. It really is, yeah. Considering they're normally just not telling things for really contrived reasons. Yeah. Then the <laughs> yeah. truth comes out and it's really awkward. This yeah. time it's actually just, no. Because well, he, he kind of could have just said nothing because mm. she's glad, you know, she's glad to see it's Neil because yeah. Neil's hot. Like, she's yeah. happy out. Um, so, you know, she was glad. But, yeah, he didn't have to come clean, but he did. So, mm. good for him. And he invites her to the 40s swing fling dance yeah. and to a beach concert that's on beforehand. Yeah, that I don't know why that's mm. happening beforehand. It's it kind is of weird. weird. But um, but yeah, Penny's kind of well, she's kind of mortified at first, but then he is quite sincere and kind of it's really nice. her to stay, and it is lovely, and they yeah. do kind of make up and sort it out. So yes, it is, and then he gives a little kiss. Because it's lovely. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And Jess and Lila are nearby, and they're amazed. <laughs> but Jess says, "There's a new new couple, another new couple in town. Her and her hot date. Yeah, she claims she must have won the wager." But Lila also had a hot date. She did. And they decide they're both going to bring their men to the swing fling. That's right, yeah. And Cara, I think, decides that her is it like her and Amy are going to be the judges to decide yes. who's gotten the best date. Because obviously neither neither Jessica or Lila are going to be particularly objective or yes. impartial. So they're like, we'll judge who's got the best date. And it turns out that the winner will take, the when this is decided, the winner will take the date to the swing fling and the loser has to go alone. Oh my God. Worse than <laughs> Death. <laughs> what a forfeit. Imagine that being like your terrible punishment. Fuck like crammed. I know, yeah. Good, I'm sick of you. Um, so Liz has uh, has noticed Penny and Neil together in the Dairy Burger and she's delighted. She's going to write about them in her column. Yeah. And Kirk approaches and starts asking about her cousin and she's like, don't get your hopes up. And he's like, ha, oh, I don't need to get any hopes up. I know she's going to come along with me. So then, again, this reinforces Liz's belief she's doing the right thing. Yeah. So, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jessica, <laughs> good sweet Jesus, well, I was writing these notes very fast. Jeffrey uh, has a lunch date with John, who starts asking her all questions about why she put an ad in and everything. And, you know, seems very interested. Yeah, in her he's still, still on with the questions. Yeah. Mm. And she invites him to the dance, but he suggests, uh, he can't really go to the dance in the evening, but he suggests going to the beach concert instead. Yeah, beforehand. And, and yeah. She, she agrees. And she's sure that her leopard print bikini mm-hmm. will induce him to stay longer. Hot damn. As well it might. How could it not? I don't know. 
And um, meanwhile, Liz tells Kirk, rings Kirk to say that Erica has given his photo the seal of approval and she'll meet him outside the gym. And yeah, because he's like, oh, I'll come pick her up. And she's like, no, no, she'll meet you at the yeah. gym because she, you know, she'll be arriving late or whatever. And there's kind of a great bit where she starts saying how terrible uh, Erica is, which yeah. is really a bit weird to talk, way to talk about your cousin. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. but it's basically how she's arrogant. She doesn't care what people think and she's so entitled and rude and it's basically she's describing describing Kirk, Kirk to himself and yeah. Kirk is like I don't care says brilliant <laughs> <'Cause that's, laughs> he really has strange standards yeah um, so yeah they're, they go, all go to the beach and uh, Heather makes a brief appearance she does yeah Aaron nice. and Heather turn up I mm. think are they in school and, oh yeah. they are at school still yeah um, it's just to basically spread the word about Kirk and that's right. the plot so yeah, I think so as just, many people as possible can she, yeah, she, she lets them in on, on the whole scheme yes take them down if they do so everybody's going to be anticipating this so it's beach time Jessica's there in her sexy swimsuit but when Lila turns up She's wearing a matching suit. They're wearing the same bikini. It's amazing. <laughs> and they're looking for John because it turns out they're both meeting their dates at the same location and John is there. But he's not alone. Uh-oh. Who is he with? <laughs> or who is he surrounded by? Well, he's surrounded by all these other girls. Yes. And they're like, um, what the fuck is going on here? Because he's standing beside this other lady who's with him and he's like oh this is my uh, partner on my sociology project and yeah. my girlfriend yeah. and everyone's like um, what? what the fuck is going on it turns out he was going on dates with all these girls as part of a sociology project oh God, like ethics anybody no how, how did you get approval for any of this I know, I know. go out and have dates with loads of teenage with girls loads of teenage girls not telling them that it's research <laughs> for your creepy project and yeah of no. course he just led on like 10 different girls and they're all like uh, what the fuck is going on they were apparently he's so not vain. He didn't. It didn't cross his mind that anyone would fancy him. Yeah, because his girlfriend is only laughing. She's, she's like, like, I, I told, told you this is going to happen. So it's like he's too much of a dope to actually be sinister or an yeah. asshole. No, no, it. he's not in any way sinister. <laughs> he's, he's not fearless. like, but he's just an he's idiot. Like, Why are you offended by Why, being what? part of my amazing plan? <laughs> yeah, like you could have let them in on this for fuck's sake. So of course, Kara and everybody are cracking up. Yeah, at it's this. hysterical. Who could blame them? And even Jess and Lila have to admit it is. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. So cut to the swing fling dance and Moonlight Serenade is playing, which is one of the most romantic pieces of music ever. You know, oh. it's a do 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 Oh yeah, lovely. So actually, that does sound quite nice. Lovely. Forty swing fling in session. Yeah. So Penny and Neil are dancing and they've had an amazing day together. Then Mr. Collins. Why? Why? Please describe what he does. So yeah, Penny and Neil are dancing, having a nice time, you know. Why are you doing this? The teenagers are dancing together. And next thing fucking Mr. Collins comes along (laughs) and he's like, I'd cut in, but I'm afraid of Neil, came a voice from behind her. What the fuck? Penny looked up to see Mr. Collins smiling at them. And Neil's like, um, I, I don't mind. <laughs> Mr. Collins is like, oh no, I wouldn't dream of it. I'll see you later. I was like, well, what are you doing? He's ge- what are you doing? He says, see, see you later for a jitterbug. The jitterbug you promised me. It's like, dude, just stand in the corner. Back. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Find your girlfriend, your age-appropriate girlfriend. Yeah, where's she? Stand in the corner with her. What does she think of this? Carry on. I know, yeah. Just leave alone. <laughs> oh my God, it's insane. So, um... Anyway, nobody seems to think this is in any way appropriate because they're <laughs> totally standard. Very, very, very odd. Oh. And they're all having a great time, except Kirk. Yeah, he storms up to Liz and he's like, what? what's going on? Where is your stupid cousin? Oh, my God. And then he realises he's been... He's been had. He's been had. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, he doesn't realise that he's been had had. He just thinks he's been stood up. Stood they up. don't actually tell him, which is even better. That she was a fake cousin. Yeah, so yeah. he just thinks that she just didn't turn up. And he is, literally stomps off yeah. with rage. Brilliant. And Neil figures out what was ha- what is behind this and tell, basically tells Petty, you know, your friends care about you. They're looking out for which you. Which is actually yeah. true and sweet. It's for cute. Once. But yeah. once. It's revenge for good reason. And also Liz <laughs> using her interfering. In a positive way. For good, yeah. Mm. That rarely happens. So Lila and Jess arrive with some college hugs that they have somehow <laughs> scrambled up at the last acquired. minute. <laughs> Where the fuck did they get them? They must have met them at the beach. At the Oh, they did meet thing. them at the beach. Yeah. That's true. They, picked them they are efficient, these girls. Yeah, and they're having the time of their lives. But then uh, Lila and Jess are in the the, the, the toilets, basically, mm. where they notice Regina, who's... Uh, Who's who's a bit off 
of sorts. Yeah, because they've kind of realised that Bruce isn't there. No, and he's like not. obviously him and Regina would usually go to dances together. So they're kind of like, what's the story? Where's Bruce? He's with Amy. Uh-oh. Regina tells them he's yeah. working on some sort of school project. Mm. But um, Regina is seems a bit worried and off, and Jessica, of course, gets suspicious, and she starts wondering, could Amy? really get her way. Yeah, because Amy did kind of suggest that earlier and, you know, yeah. Jessica kind of brushed it off but now she's like, well, shit, if he's missing a <gasps> dance, like, that's not usual kind of carry on for Bruce. And that's basically the end of the book, so yeah. can you read us out? I would love to, Anna, but there's no tagline. <laughs> oh, my God! Well, we've, we've been screwed out of a tagline at the end. Bizarrely, in my Kindle, there is one. Oh, well then, do so the honours. I could do it. <laughs> Will Amy succeed in luring Bruce away from Regina? Yes. Spoiler alert. Find out in Sweet Valley High, number 40, on the edge. Oh my God. It's coming. It's, it's happening. coming soon. <laughs> so before, to wet your whistle before that mm. drama fest, um, <laughs> do you have any stats and evidence? Okay. So the blue green eyes got three mentions. Below average. Below average. The blonde is another seven. Hmm, yeah. They're going up there with blondes. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so outfits. I think there was only two in what? this one. Yeah, you're not counting the bikinis, I suppose. No. <laughs> um, so Penny, when she's going for her ill-fated uh, date in the mall, she wears a new denim skirt, slightly mm-hmm. shorter than the skirts she usually wore. Mm-hmm. She had to admit it showed her legs to an advantage. And the colourful Madras camp shirt she had on brought out the pink in her lightly blushed cheeks. Mm. I don't know what a Madras camp shirt. Neither do I. <laughs> but it's described as being colourful and what she's wearing on the front is that kind of Plain. white pirate shirt. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. I feel we've been deprived. A little bit because it sounds it sounds like quite the outfit. I know. Uh, please send us pictures of colourful Madras, Madras camp, camp shirts because yeah, we I want to know what they're like. That is. Um, when Jessica goes on her date with Paolo she wears a skimpy white tank top in a nubbly silk knit oh. and a straight figure hugging really blue that. linen skirt. She knots Elizabeth's teal blue scarf around her throat and steps into a pair of thin strapped white sandals. Very Grace Kelly. She's also wearing a shit ton of blue eyeliner. Oh, of course she is. <laughs> Which is the real cherry on the top of Excellent. that outfit. That's <laughs> pretty great. That is pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, I don't not bad. know. I no. wouldn't have thought this was an outfit heavy book. Not so much, yeah. But there's two relatively decent ones. So, um, yeah, on, on that... You know, kind of calm, outfitted bombshell. Subdued enough, yeah. yes. Um, we will leave you breathless with anticipation oh my for God. the book that we know <gasps> lots of you have been waiting for. A very special episode of Double Love. <laughs> Certainly will be. So if you have any thoughts, um, let us know what you think of Secret Admirer. Would you be tempted to go with a sweet body high? <laughs> Oh, uh, personal ad date I think we all know that that's not a good idea the dating pool on offer but share your thoughts with us on Twitter and we always love hearing from you our, our reply feed is delight at SVH podcast you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com and we are members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can check out the network at HS Podcast and this net, uh, this Headstuff and from you know, there's only one thing to say. Oh my God. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so not ready. For <laughs> next re- next fortnight when we find out what happens when Regina goes <gasps> on, on the, the edge. edge. See you then, everybody. Oh God, thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.